Good evening, Nam, and happy Monday. It's Haile Minogue. Welcome back to another day in lockdown. I've been feeling it. You've been feeling it. It's been a tough time recently. Things look a bit grim these days and freedom seems a little further away, but hey, what can we do? Look out for your friends and family. Look out for your community where you can. And also look out for numero uno, which is you. In the meantime, let me and my two amazing guests for spinning around tonight provide you with some much needed company and tunes to escort you through your Monday. Thank your beautiful, gorgeous, absolutely divine selves, as always, for tuning in. But before we begin, we acknowledge that we are broadcasting on the land of its traditional custodians, the Wurundjeri people. We respect their past, present, and ongoing relationship with the land for the many, many, many generations to come. If you're tuned in, and you're warm, fed, and doing all right for rent, my friends, please consider that COVID and the lockdowns disproportionately impact our First Nations communities. So with that in mind, please consider making a donation to pay the rent or the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service and help the wonderful folks that provide the much-needed resources for the mob today. My first guest this week is a NAM newcomer that has warped at light speed into the scene with his new release on Love Above Records, Strictly Business. Despite the fact that this DJ producer has only been producing quite recently, this five-track EP that received nods from House Salad and Le You Orange has shown that he's swiftly mastered the sound of Modern House, which leaves everybody wondering what other wizardry he may be capable of. In the realm of questions and queries, very few would ask whether he holds talent and or promise, which is why I've got him to come onto the show tonight to have a chat and ask him some less obvious questions of my own. My guest is none other than Sam Alfred. Hey, Sam, welcome to the show. How are you going? Hey, I'm going absolutely great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Oh, thank good. you so much for uh, coming onto the show and making the time to have a chat with me. All good. I've been absolutely rinsing strictly business uh over the last couple of weeks since it's been released how are you feeling about it yeah good it feels great like i don't know just have like the first release like well received is just a good feeling so i don't know it's an awesome feeling to have yeah so yeah. this isn't your first ep is it yeah it is yeah yeah wow holy did you have a lot of nerves putting it out into the uh community or? oh yeah like before I uh, released it i was like i was so nervous because like, i didn't think it was that good and then, <laughs> then i was like Oh, actually, it's actually decent. People like it. So I was like, yeah, okay, well, it's cool. But like before, I was definitely really, really nervous. Yeah, absolutely. Do you even like it now, considering the fact that you didn't like it before you released it? I'm going to be honest here. I actually don't like it. Oh, no, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no shit. Really? No, I, the only reason I don't like it is because I've heard it a million times. So like, Right, true. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think it's decent music. But Which, which yeah. song on that whole EP has the most revisions, aka the one that you hate the most. <laughs> you know what? It'd probably have to be um, Strictly Business because it's the oldest song. Oh, real? How, how old is it? I made it, I think, in November last year. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, I've heard it so many times. <laughs> and I was like, oh, whatever, this is all right. But yeah. <laughs> so if you didn't like these songs that much, why didn't you dump them? Why did you actually, like, did Love Above come to you? Or did you go to them? I was like in my, I was a bedroom, like still a bedroom producer at the time. Mm. And I was like making so many beats and I was like, this needs to get out somewhere. Like I can't just have them on the computer for ages. And then um, I hit up Ingrid and Ryan, yeah. just sent them a couple of demos and they're like, wow, this is cool as. So I met up with them for a um a few drinks and the initial plan was to have it released on vinyl. Ooh. But due to COVID, like the, the backup of the vinyl plants is ridiculous. So like right. that wasn't an option for a while. So we just did a digi. And um, 
Yeah, like it just happened there. That's really how it happened. How long between that drink and then re- releasing this EP did it take? So we had that drink in like, I think that was like in April. Oh, and it got released what? in August. Oh, yeah. so you've been sitting yeah. on this for ages. Yeah, man. I've been sitting on it for ages. Oh my god. Yeah, it's finally good to have it out. Do you have um? Do you have other stuff in the works right now? <laughs> oh yeah. How many do you have in the bank? Oh, I can't tell you the exact number, but I've got three EPs worth of tunes ready to go. Oh, holy shit! And um, I've got. A vinyl coming out, so that'll be exciting. Hold so, yeah. up, what? <laughs> Talk to me about yeah. this. When, who's the vinyl coming out? Um, I don't know. Should I say? It. I, oh. I, I want to say it, but like, Ooh. but like, it hasn't been set in stone yet. Yeah, so I'm okay. like, oh, what if it doesn't happen? Is it strictly business or is it a different one? No, it's a different one. It's a different Ooh. one. This one's going to be a bit more, you know, a bit different. Sweet, excellent. Um, what about these other three EPs worth of songs? Like, are you putting them out to people or? Uh, no. So I got approached by, um, I don't know if, I don't know if I can talk about this. I don't know. <laughs> um, you can just say a label. Yeah. Okay. I was approached by a label, um, <laughs> about releasing one of their comps. And then I sent some more demos and they're like, yeah, this is probably like a good EP's worth. So that is in the works for sure. Ooh. And then I've also got another one, which is actually not house music. It's. It's techno. Oh no shit! Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that you make techno. You um, you released that single, Shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, wow, cool. So it's like two techno tracks and then one like crazy super housey one. But that's with a little local label which is starting up at the moment with a actually pretty big artist. I reckon I'd say in the Nam scene. So yeah, Ooh, it's pretty cool. exciting. And then I've got um, I think two tracks on two comps coming out. So. Shit! Wow. Yeah, we're pretty busy. We're pretty Jeez. busy. Yeah. So like. Do you spend most of your days just producing and tweaking all, all of these? Or? Oh, no. Nah, well, because I go to uni and work as well. I do. I try to balance that both. Oh, my God. Usually in my breaks, I just smash out Ableton for the whole day usually. But yeah. Oh. I'm a real like weird producer. Why? I'd like, I'd like, first thing I do is make a drum beat. Yeah. And then I'll try to finish the song as fast as possible, knowing it's going to be shit when I finish <laughs> it because I'm rushing. And then I'll go back to it after like a week after and then... Just tweak it from there, then that's where the song actually becomes a whole song, complete song. Oh, right. So you don't, so you don't actually try and make it perfect from the get go. No, I don't. No. Is it because you're so time poor? Because you've got uni and work all the time? I, I feel like it's because like, because I'm in the zone, the creative juices are flowing everywhere. I don't want to stop. Oh, right. and like just you know, and because I use Ableton Push, I'm always just on that, just jamming, doing different stuff, and recording it, and then whatever happens happens. But yeah, that is probably why, because that's want to keep the the flow going. So yeah. How often do you find yourself in that state of mind, like that flow state? Oh, oh, well, actually, matter of fact, not often at the moment, because I feel like during lockdown, like not being able to go out and like listen to so much cool new music in clubs is just oh, not my creative tr- process at all. Yeah. So during lockdown, I it's very like unlikely it happens but when it does happen it's pretty cool hell yeah it's like a super it's like a superpower yeah it is it is <laughs> it's um i think one of the uh greatest skills that any creative can have which i personally cannot fucking master because it's almost <laughs> impossible with the kind of music that you want to make mm. is house and techno sort of the base that you want to work off or are you thinking maybe you want to expand to anything else i think i want to just make everything like I've been exploring about a lot of... I've been listening to a lot of Garage at the moment. So, like, <laughs> that, has, that has really inspired me. I've been starting to make some Garage beats. And, like, I want to eventually go into Electro because I think Electro is really, really cool. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. But, like, in saying that, though, like, I don't, I, I don't know if, there's, like, there's a thing where, like, you have to stick to one sound, like, in the scene. I agree with you. Yeah. I guess a lot of people have this idea that if you 
get noticed for a particular sound, you have to stick with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of bullshit, right? You can just make whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to lean towards just making whatever I want. And if it happens, it happens. So yeah, I think I like that idea a lot. Would you, would you ever go with like a, like a side project, like a different alias or anything? See, that's actually a very good idea. I was seriously considering it for a bit, but I was like, well, I've got to probably just try do my best with the Sam Alfred like stuff first and then possibly expand later on. Mm. Definitely a thing I think about. If you were to start a side project, do you have any like names in mind? Because I mean, <sighs> Sam Alfred, that's just your name. Yeah. But surely you thought about other cool listen, names. Listen, right? listen, listen. <laughs> so <laughs> I was trying so hard to think of a DJ name or an artist name <laughs> and I couldn't come up with anything. I couldn't come up with anything. I was so angry. And um, I think it was when I first came back to Melbourne this year, I went to the Gasso, and watched Ricky Nord and um, Willem play at their uh, Gold House event. Oh, yeah. And I, was, and I was like, Ricky Nord, that's a sick name. That can't be his real name. <laughs> and I can't find out it's not his real name. And I was like, that's really cool. So I tried doing the same thing. <laughs> and um, there's a character on GTA San Andreas called Ken Rosenberg. I was like, that is clean. I'm not going Ken Rosenberg. <laughs> but after, <laughs> but after, after thinking about it for a while, I was like, nah, this ain't it. So I was like, Sam Raffer will do. No, Ken, Ken, Ken Rosenberg is a fucking great name. If, yeah. you, if you go with a different side project, definitely go with that name. Yeah, Ken Rosenberg. Ken Rosenberg. And it's funny because he's just like an old white dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> you were saying that um, you, you just came over to Nam. Was it this year you were saying? Oh, this this is after I went back uh, for summer last year because of um COVID. Right, He's from Launceston. Launceston. Yeah, Ooh. the the very bad part. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well, I'm not. I wasn't born there. I was actually born in Egypt. Wait, what? You were born in Egypt? Yeah, oh. yeah. I was born in Egypt. Wow, yeah. that's cool. When did you come over? So I moved to Australia in 2003 with my family, and then we moved to Launceston and stayed there and grew up there. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any memories of Egypt? Like, how old were you when you moved? No, I don't. I was three, so I don't really have too many memories. But um, there's a lot of documentation from like photos and stuff and videos that my parents show me sometimes. Nice. But yeah, that's about it. Are your parents like originally from Egypt as well? No, 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 no. So um, my parents are actually Sudanese. Yeah. So um, my parents had my sister, older sister in Sudan then they had to flee because of the war oh. so they went to Egypt and then me and my brother were born there and they moved to Australia oh nice okay is everybody in Nam or Australia at the moment uh, no my dad and brother live in Tassie because my brother is still at school and my dad works there and my mum lives here because she's a nurse here. Oh, cool. And my sister lives in Sydney. Oh, gross, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know why she would move there. Australia's worst city. <laughs> in light of the uh, recent protests, that certainly um, confirmed um, that sort of belief, I suppose. But yeah, absolutely. What do, you, what do you do for work? Like, what are you doing when you're not producing and going to uni? I'm actually a vegetable guy at Woolworths. I stack the vegetables and fruit at Woolworths. Oh, you are doing a fantastic <laughs> service for the people. That's excellent. <laughs> so you got to get them early and shit. Yeah, sometimes. And like, like usually for some late nights, but like, yeah, it's not too bad because I can work during lockdown and it gets me out of the house. So oh, yeah, that's cool. I actually kind of like it. I don't know if you get to see a lot of this, um, but at the supermarkets, has there been any like pretty untoward behavior from people or do you think people have calmed down since um, COVID sort of like settled a little bit? I actually haven't noticed anything at the moment. Like literally like everyone's wearing masks and like doing all the rules and checking in and stuff. So what I've seen, it's I think everyone's abiding by the rules and like I think it's going well, but that's, I'm in the vegetable area, so I don't really get to see everything. Yeah. But from what I've seen, it seems like everyone's actually on the same page. Question. I've always wanted to know this. How many vegetables do you end up throwing out because they go old? Oh, 
Um, I'm actually going to say not that many. I don't think there's that many you throw out. Like, the system is really, really, like, good. Like, the way they have, like, the old and you start coming in. Yeah. But I do find myself throwing out a lot of, like, cosmetic, like, some things look bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it was, yeah. So, I find myself throwing out, like, mandarins and stuff, which is, like, brown spots. But um, we always have this thing called the odd bunch. So, that have... um all the ugly stuff, like the ugly fruit, into like a bag and sell it for cheaper. So, yeah. I don't, yeah, so I don't find myself throwing out that much stuff. So, yeah, it's not too bad. It's really good. That's cool. What do you do at uni? Oh, so I do music. I do music at RMIT. Are you, um, are you focusing on like production in particular or anything to do with the industry? I actually want to – I don't know what I want to do, but I want to work in the industry some in some way. Like I'd love to be like a – I reckon like a artist, like booking artists, like people who book artists for places or maybe like – uh, yeah, a booking agent would be pretty cool. That'd be cool. But yeah, that's that's far ahead in the future, so I'm not too sure at the moment. I used to do accounting, actually. I used to do accounting, but... What? Yeah. What happened? I got through the first sim, and I was like, this is just not for me. Like, I couldn't go to work <laughs> in a suit and just crunch numbers my whole life. Yeah. I remember listening to the um to the uh, Daniel Kuda episode. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's, he's an accountant, isn't he? He is. He's a very good one at that as yeah, well. Yeah, so he's got the cool life, though. He's DJ and accountant. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's but. courses for horses. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, he can he can be an accountant and a DJ because he fucking loves crunching numbers. Yeah, but, true, true. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, even for me, um, classic uh, Korean parents, yeah. Jay, you should be a doctor. And I'm oh, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will try. Yeah. And then, uh, unfortunately, science was not my strong suit, nor was maths. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> when are you finishing up the degree? Oh, look, man, I don't even know, to be honest. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Hopefully in the next, in the next two, two or three years. With this release that you've had with Strictly Business, I'm sure... A lot of people have their eye on you at the moment. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully. Surely some people have been uh, getting into your DMs a little bit, no? Oh, I, oh a few. Regularly one or two, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay. nah. I, I, yeah, I'd be very excited to play at like one of those venues or at a festival. I reckon it'd be really cool. But one thing is, I don't even know if I'm a good DJ. I would argue that you are. Yeah, like... I can make cool mixes, but like in terms of like playing in front of people, I'm not sure because like I've only played one gig. Have you done house parties though? Oh yeah, like back when I was in Tassie, but like I was playing like rubbish. I didn't want to play. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure if I'm a good DJ. I'd love to have a look if I am. It is always a case of like trying to overcome the nerves. <laughs> For you releasing this EP, how did you sort of come to terms with, okay, I'm releasing this even though I don't like it. I'm getting over these nerves. I'm just going to do it. Firstly, I was like, before releasing, I was like, okay, like, I'm not really big, the biggest fan of these tracks, but, like, at the time when I first made them, I knew they were good enough to be released. So I was like, in the back of my head, I knew, like, the tracks were good. It just wasn't for me at the time when I released them. Hmm. But, like, I feel like just, I don't know, just getting, like, mentally prepared for, like, just the release and seeing what happens after. Because I'm a really, like, nervous guy. So I was like... What do people don't like? What do people think it's bad? <laughs> that that was that was my biggest fear in releasing it. But I overcame that by just thinking like, well, it doesn't really matter. Like I really worked hard to you know make some music, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So uh, I, I I don't think that you have anything to worry about. You, you're pretty much set now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we started chatting and before we started this interview, mm. uh, we were talking a little bit about the fact that you are a hardcore gamer. Oh, so yeah. talk to me. Tell me what you're playing. I know that you play FIFA. Yeah, I know yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. And I saw that beautiful uh, ball in the corner that you hit <laughs> earlier on your Instagram story. That was clean. Yeah. 
Yeah, inspired by FIFA. <laughs> I don't really play as much as I used to. Like last year, because when COVID first hit, I was playing like 10 hours a day, my mate. It was ridiculous. 10 was hours? So oh my God. Yeah, like minimum, minimum 10 hours a day. And like Call of Duty, 2K, and FIFA are just the top three games. Of course. And it'd be GTA as well. Yeah. But um, I feel like my best, I reckon I'd have to say FIFA. Like, Ooh. I take that game so seriously. You'd hate me around when I play it. Like, <laughs> I get white line fever. I just get so mad when I play it. Do you keep score with your mates? Oh, mate, absolutely. Okay. Um, okay. So during this lockdown, me and my friend wake up every day. We go to the cafe, get a coffee or a hot chocolate, come back home and have a three-game series every day. Oh, and wow. it gets so competitive. It gets so competitive. So are you on top or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I'm, of, I'm course, definitely of course, of course, of course. I mean, look, yeah. you get the benefit of this being immortalized in a recording that's going to go on the internet. Yeah, you are exactly. Better Whereas he does not <laughs> exactly. get that opportunity. So <laughs> and he, he will never be able to say out to public platform that he's better than me at FIFA. Exactly. Even if he is better, no one will know. <laughs> yeah, no one will know. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. Uh, do you support anybody in the Premier League? Oh, sadly, I support Arsenal. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll pull one yeah. out for you. That's, that's, that's yeah, it's, for the past couple of years, it's been absolutely terrible. Mm, but, you know, yeah. what can you do? But, I mean, you must not have a lot of time for that during, you know, be, mixing your time in between, like, uni work and DJing and producing as well. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I swear I've got longer hours than other people. I feel like I can make a day go for longer. I don't know why. What? I don't know. Like, like I like I wake up, play FIFA or whatever, study for like two to three hours, dig for a bit on um, SoundCloud or whatever, and then make some music. And then I feel like it'd be like two o'clock or three o'clock. Well, to be fair, I wake up, I wake up early. I wake up pretty early. I wake oh, up like okay. 7.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I wake okay. up like 7.37 most days. So, like, I've got a lot of time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just try to balance everything out, really. And some days, like, especially during this lockdown, I won't make music for a couple of days just to get my mind refreshed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I do find time. Somehow, I don't know how I do, but I do. <laughs> well, look, look, I think a lot of artists out there are going to need your time management skills. If you want to run a session, if you want to run a TED Talk, please. Yeah, no worries, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been interested in producing music or has this been just like a recent thing for you? Um, that's a good question. I'd have to say it had to be like recent. Like as soon as I moved to Melbourne, I really got interested in, in that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, it'd be cool to produce it. Yeah. And especially DJing. So, like, when I started getting into, like, house music and stuff, I love listening to the music. But, like, on Spotify, the songs are so long. <laughs> it takes forever. So, like, maybe I should make my own mixes so I can hear it, listen to them back. Oh. So, I keep listening, I keep listening to the songs. And, okay. Yeah. Like that, I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. And then once I started getting into that, it was pretty cool. But I was like, all right, I'll try to make this kind of music. And um, I had so many fails of making different types of music. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think living in Mel- well, Nam is just so good for like inspiration. It is absolutely amazing. Like going out to like the gas on a weekend, hearing some cool artists just inspires you so much. Oh yeah. So I think if I don't live here, we make music definitely not. You said that you were trying to make all different kinds of music. What else were you trying to make before house music? So like when I first got Ableton and started off as like flume like future oh. bass, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that I went on to um. Like, you know, Young Franco. Of course, yes. But yeah, I went on to that, like, cool, like, R&B, like, cool-ass stuff. Mm. And I made, like, a decent, like, a really good song in that um, genre. And I put it on Spotify. My friends loved it. But um, I was like, well, I'm not very good at music theory, so I can't keep doing this. And for, and I got the vocals off this 
like raw, just free vocal like sample pack. Is it still up on Spotify right no. now? Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely not. We're, no, oh, we'll ever hear it. No, we'll ever hear it. It's in my Dropbox, and no, we'll ever hear it. <laughs> it makes me cringe. <laughs> uh, dis- despite you uh, denying uh, the public this song, thank you for sharing this 10 uh, second snippet with us. Well, I it was cool, it. but like listening to it back now, I'm like, it makes me kind of cringe. Oh, really? Because I was like, oh. But um, yeah, I couldn't continue it because I thought that like, I don't have enough musical theory to keep this going and I don't have enough context for artists to keep singing on these beats. Right. So I was like, this isn't going to happen. And then after that, I went on to... um. Like made in Paris, like more like techno. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Made a cool song in that genre. Then I was like, no, nah, I can't keep doing this. Like, I can't think of anything cooler. And then I started getting into like Deep House. I'm like, yeah, this is sick. Uh, and got I into see. that. And then I just stuck there. But um, I feel like my mutation is ever just ever changing. So like, I don't know. I'll just make whatever I want to make. Future bass and you know the stuff that young franco makes that sort of like r&b house the hip-hop house sort of thing surely now that you have a lot more experience in production and mixing and mastering and everything uh would you ever consider potentially trying something out in that genre again? oh absolutely i think like the young franco stuff is like one of my favorite types of music like i'm the biggest coach fan of all time like, <laughs> i listen to so much coach it's ridiculous what's your favorite coach song oh it's gonna be light spots you know light spots of course i do yeah yes. oh yeah that that little, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. little sample goes and the, so the hard. way it pans through the left he's right. an absolute genius <laughs> The thing I love about him, the fact that he, to this day, the millions he's made, he still DJs with a little tractor controller. Yeah, the tractor. I just, I just love that. Yeah. I just love that. Even though everyone shits on him for it, he's like, no, I don't care. This yeah, is good. Yeah, like, he's yeah. So I would love to definitely go into that kind of genre. Like, absolutely. Like, that's my favorite kind of stuff. Now, Sam, I've been really enjoying this chat. I want to talk to you a little bit on a deeper level. Oh, yes. Sam, you know what's coming. Yeah, I know I you know what's I coming. I definitely do. Sam, Alfred, let's get <laughs> real. Um, Sam, I'm going to ask you a series of invasive questions awesome. to understand who you are, where you're from, and where you may be going. Does that sound good to you? Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. Let's do it. Let me get my questions up. Uh, you come across to me as someone that uh, I, I really enjoy talking to People that are no that are not how do I say this without alienating everybody. <laughs> I really enjoy talking to people that are not um, cynical um, or uh, feel defeated by the industry, which I feel like a lot of artists can often feel. Yeah, obviously this is speaking to the fact that you know you are still um, a newcomer and that you might not have had a lot of the experience that everybody else has had. Yeah, but yet. It's this particular enthusiasm and also the fucking skill and talent that you have (laughs) that (laughs) that is literally like breathing new oxygen into this like old deflated lung. (laughs) I'm I'm not saying that the Nam scene is an old deflated lung. What I'm saying is is that um, uh, often with uh, 
uh, a lot of the downsides that uh, the industry can often hold, uh, whether it be from um, particular figures in the industry or even its artists. It is always people such as yourself that can really pave the way to creating something that is going to be a lot more happy and bearable for everybody else as well. So I do implore you to continue smiling and keep making good ass beats. Thank you. I'll, I'll definitely try my best to keep doing I'm that. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to come off as disrespectful. Like I'm not looking down on you or anything like that. It's genuinely just me being like, I fucking like your attitude. I really hope that you go far. Like, no, it's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope I go far as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start with question number one. Oh, I fucking love this one. Here we go. Oh, Sam go. Alfred, do you have any conspiracy theories? If so, what are they? Oh, oh well, I'm sure it's a conspiracy theory, but like the ocean, man, like <laughs> what? There's, def- there's, there's definitely stuff down there that we have never seen that could definitely kill us. And I just don't like the fact that that's that, like that creeps me. Like, isn't the ocean like only like what's the percentage we've discovered? Like, we've actually like explored, it's pretty low, I'm pretty sure, probably less than 20% at this point, right? yeah. So, like, the the stuff that could be down there is just, it creeps me out to the max. You're talking about, like, the Kraken and shit? Like- yeah, the cr- like, the Kraken, Loch Ness Monster kind of stuff. I'm talking Ooh. serious monsters could be down there. And I don't know. I think, I'm, I don't know, it just scares me. Have you ever watched, uh, like, movies like Godzilla and that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah, like the Kaijus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Me and my mates love that. They're, they're all, f- like, the ocean is so huge. It's a hu- it's a whole other world down there. Yeah, exactly. It's It's crazy. So, like, the fact that, like... We haven't discovered so much of it. Just scares me. And I definitely think there's stuff down there that could just annihilate humans. Are you afraid of swimming in open water? Um, I wouldn't say afraid. <laughs> I wouldn't say afraid. Like I'll, I'll do it, but like if I'm at the beach, I won't go that far out. Just because I don't like swimming in stuff where I can't see what's under me. Yep, fair. Like just the fact, yeah. So I'm not scared, but I just wear. I'm wary. I'm cautious. <laughs> Of yeah. course, where I go. That's, yeah. that's some scary ass shit. Okay. <laughs> what about Atlantis? Like, do you, do you believe Atlantis exists? Oh, definitely, I reckon. Definitely. It had to. Hmm? Yeah. For real? Yeah. I just I just think that it was so many years that Earth's been a thing, that isn't very far-fetched at all. You're actually right. I think. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Question number two for you, Sam. What is the most memorable meal you've ever had? It can be good or bad. Oh, that's a that is a great question. That is a great question. Most memorable I've ever had in my entire life. Um, oh, I think it was my brother's, I think, 13th or 14th birthday. We went to this really, really nice restaurant in Launceston. And I got, I, like, this is the first time I got, um, I think, I don't know, I forgot what it was called. It was some chicken meal. But, like, growing up, like, my parents are not, like, the fanciest cooks. They just cook, like, the most basic stuff. Right. And they just balled out and took us to this expensive ass restaurant. And I got this like chicken meal and like the way it tasted, I can't even describe. Like it just tasted like heaven on earth. And I was like, damn, so this is what white people eat all the time. I, I was like, this is unreal. This is unreal. But yeah. I don't know what it was called. I can't remember the is name. It, is it chicken caught on blue? I think it might have been that, yeah. I think it might have been is that. It, did it have ham and cheese in yeah, it as yeah, well? Yeah, it did. Yeah. That shit is delicious. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and I was like, this 15-year-old, I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, it's definitely that. Definitely, definitely nice, that. Nice, nice. Have you ever had it again since? No, I have not. Oh, I have not. 
Maybe uh, I would love to. When, when you release your uh, next vinyl, your next release, you have to celebrate. Go down there again one day. Yeah, absolutely. I need to go back home actually and get the cordon bleu. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Here is uh, your next question. I'm interested to know about this actually. What do you get the most compliments about? That's a great question. I'd probably have to say. Oh, actually, no. Definitely, it definitely have to be my hair. Oh, really? Like, I like wear a lot of hats and beans and stuff, but like, over time, people always say, Oh, nice dreads, man. Like, how long did it take to grow? I was like, Oh, like two years, year and a half. And they're like, Wow. I mean, like, it's always that. It's always dreadlocks. Always. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Do you, is it weird that people compliment that so much when to you it might just feel like this is just how it is? Yeah. I was like, Bro, it's just my hair. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose it's not a very common thing. Yeah. See, that's true. But yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely a thing I get complimented the most about, definitely. Do you like your hair? Oh. Because you wear a lot of hats and beanies. That usually means you don't like it, right? Oh, it's whatever. Like. <laughs> got no feelings about it? Yeah, I got no feelings about it. Like, it's whatever. It's just hair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Conversely, then, here's your next question. Which of your flaws are you most proud of? To be honest, I'd have to say my teeth. Like, I don't have the best teeth, but I'm always smiling. That's fucking bullshit. You've got nice-ass teeth. I'm looking at them through the camera right now. You've got a fucking Colgate smile, man. Well, I was meant to get, like, I was meant to get braces early on in my, um, in my childhood, but my, I didn't want them. Right. And then I got a last pitch from my parents when I was, I think, 17. Like, look, because that year my brother got them as well, and but he was he was fourteen, so he was pretty young at the time. And I was seventeen. I was like, "Well, look, mum and dad, by the time I get them off, I'll be literally at uni or I don't know after school, hmm. and I'll be getting no cheeks, mum." <laughs> <laughs> so so I refused. I refused. I went to orthodontist. I went to orthodontist everything and got my like mouth like scanned and stuff. Yeah, and. I had a, I have a mad overbite. Oh, really? And I was like, you know, whatever. I'm like, whatever. I'm not getting this done. And I don't know. I just think they're not that good. But okay, yeah, I'm always smiling. So yeah. You didn't get braces, but did you get chicks? Um, no, I got nine. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of sucks. But what can you do? <laughs> hey, once, once once they find out you're a hot underground DJ producer, <laughs> I'm sure. You want to know something funny? What? This is, the only people, the only people that know this. Uh, Ingrid and uh, Ryan from Love Above. Oh, shit. So, um, after I dropped the EP, like a couple of days after, I went on my Tinder profile and like, you know how you can make like, um, like anthems, like your anthem, like your favorite song? Yeah. I put What's Strictly Business by Sam <laughs> on this. <laughs> just, just to take the mickey. And yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> do, you, do you want to know something fucked up as well? What? I did that when I released Riley. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the way of the producer. Right? Yeah, like, it is. Uh, just have to show off any chance you get. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, look, I'm, it's honestly hasn't increased my hit rate yeah neither actually as a matter of fact I get less matches <laughs> so yeah <laughs> oh, well um, it looks like we'll have to just find our true love somewhere else who knows yeah literally I'll ask you your next question Sam if you could ask your future self one thing what would it be oh good question Oh, oh, to be, this might come like I want to give like a deep, serious answer, but this is like I would love to know in the future. I'd actually ask, like, can you still dunk? What you can dunk? Yeah, I can. Holy! But like, how tall are you? Oh, well, see, this is a tricky question. I'm six two point eight, like six two point eight eight or something. So I'm basically six three. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> so you're really six <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. I can dunk in basketball, but a thing I want to know in the future is can I still dunk? Because like it's a skill you can lose pretty easily. So. Well, how how old do you want to dunk until? Like fifty. 40? I want to be done when I'm 30, st- uh, minimum, 30 minimum. Yeah, 30, th- I think 30 minimum is reasonable. Yeah. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, I think it would have to be, um, is when I met Suki. Yeah. Or Will. Um, um, I met him after he DJed at this Gold House event and I was like, I was so drunk and I was like, <laughs> Suki, like, you're my, oh, you're the best. <laughs> like, to be fair, like, I, I love Suki. So yeah, I reckon yeah. he's so sick. And um, I was like, oh, man, like, I'm a producer and, like, Dolphin Flip's such a cool label. Like, can I send you some tracks and get some feedback? And he's like, yeah, sure, man. And then I sent him to him. And he's like, yeah, it was a pretty tight, but, like, uh, the house scene's pretty saturated. So I feel like you've got to, um, you know, like, try different things and, like, put different elements in the music. Yeah. And um, I was – when I first heard I was like, damn, so he thinks I'm mud, thinks I'm trash. <laughs> 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 but then but then after a while I took the advice in and then um I just downloaded a bunch of just random different samples and just really just dived into this different like type of genres and stuff. Right. And that literally the day after he told me that I made Shine with like with the break and stuff. Oh wow. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well shit, let me try look other stuff. And then yeah, so and that to this day, like that really what makes me want to make different types of music, because like he makes so much different types of music that like I want to do that kind of same stuff as well. Hell so, yeah. I can definitely do that. All right, cool. Excellent. Next question for you. Oh, this is very interesting. You have one year to live. How do you spend it? Do I have the money I have now or do I? <laughs> <laughs> Why, are you broke? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I was, I'm broke, but like, I mean, a couple of million would be cool if I had a year to let's live. Say, <laughs> let's say um, the Grim Reaper tells you one year to live. Uh, they also give you, uh, i got to be generous. 20,000. Oh, 20,000. All right. All right. All right. All right. So from January to July, I'll hit up every single promoter in Melbourne and or events company and say, look, I've only got a year to live and I would love to play at your party one time. I think, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be oh. awesome. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I try to play as much as I can. I try to make as much music as I can and DJ as much as I can. And then... For like a month, I'll go back to Tassie and see all my mates that are there and then see my dad and stuff. And then I reckon for like maybe two months, I go to Europe and then I would, I would try to align it with like a cool festival in Europe. I'll go to one of those and then I'll hit up all my favorite DJs in Europe and say, look, I got a year to live. I'd love to meet you. (laughs) I'll just just guilt everyone. (laughs) And then in the last like, in the last like two to three months, I honestly just hang out with my friends, I reckon. Yeah. Just hang out with my friends and my family and just, you know, have a good time before I leave. Play a shitload of FIFA before you go. Oh, mate. I'll try to get get my, um, my lead. Like really big before I die, so he can no chance of coming back. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> even, even posthumously, they can't yeah. come back on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So I think that's my plan, definitely. Okay, excellent. What if you uh, also went to Arsenal and just said, "I've got a year to live. You have to win this season." Yeah, I've d- demand Arsenal 
get a good a good striker <laughs> so he scores some goals and we can hopefully win some sort of cup. If they win the cup, I'll be I'll be happy. Like even if it's the community shield or something like that, something small, I'll be pumped. <laughs> but yeah, if I die and Arsenal is still trash, oh man, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's your final wish. Just yeah. don't be trash, Arsenal. Literally. Yeah. Alright, next question for you. Uh, what was the scariest moment of your life thus far? That's a great question. Oh, so my sister was driving one time. She's pulled out and we just got T-bar. I got smoked by this car. Oh. And I was like, and I, I was like, man, I'm just dead. I'm just dead. Holy like, shit. Because I, I saw the car coming and I was like, I'm going to die here. On your side as well? No, no. Thank God it was my side. But I was like, well, oh. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, I'll accept my death. I'm going to die here. But Holy luckily shit. the car was sturdy and like nothing bad happened. It just got like a mad dent in the door. Like no one was hurt, and like he was absolutely fine. Whoa! But yeah, oh. that was definitely one of the scariest moments of my entire life. Did that classic thing happen that everybody says happens that your life flashes before your eyes? Is that a real thing? Nah, it wasn't like that. Ah. It wasn't like that. Ah. I was like, well, I was like, well, shit, I'm gonna die here. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, though, like it was my mum's car to drive. My mum didn't care one bit. If that wasn't me, I would have been in so much trouble. <laughs> Does your <laughs> sister get away with way more than you? Oh, mate. Because she's like the classic smart. Like, golden child. Yeah, go- she's the golden child. I mean, there's me and brother who are just delinquents. But <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We move. That's all right. <laughs> um, well, aside from your near-death experience of getting T-boned in a fucking car, I can't believe that happened. Um, what actually happened and caused you the greatest physical pain that you've ever felt um or have you been lucky yeah well i think i've been relatively lucky like i've never broken a bone or anything and i never get sick good nice. touch, touch water and i get hurt after this <laughs> maybe can contract covid who knows <laughs> yeah who knows man <laughs> have, you, have you been have you been vaxxed have you been double no i actually need to I, I need to book that in and now there's more isn't there there's more released for um different age groups or whatever uh, yes i believe so yes yeah I'll try to get one as soon as possible. Get on that AZ, baby. Because I'd love to get on the dance floor and actually just have fun. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Would be absolutely when, lovely. When dance floors do come back, mm-hmm. and let's say, for example, that festival season comes back. Oh, well, yeah. Like, what's your plan of attack? What are you going to do? Um, So, if dance floors come back, what I'm going to do is just go to as many gigs as I can and just go to, go to as many club nights and stuff and events. Mm-hmm. And fingers crossed, I hope I'll be DJing at least, like, sometimes. I reckon I'll just put my all into all my gigs because like you never know it's going to get cancelled or postponed after that like your next one but surely that's going to wear you out if you're like out every weekend right? I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm a young man I'm pretty you're pretty sturdy I'm, I'm pretty sturdy I reckon okay alright all right. <laughs> ah interesting alright for me it was uh, I could keep that sort of lifestyle up yeah um, up until oh god what was the age where I really fell off 25 as soon as 25 hit I was like I can't do this anymore my, my, my liver is screaming at me oh, i'm so scared to reach that age <laughs> no I, th- I think making the most of this particular time is such a s- smart idea considering the fact that covid has really done a number on us yeah absolutely what was your favorite thing about growing up where you grew up oh dude the favorite thing about one system is like just like the community the the community like everyone like like, everyone is just so cool and, like, so nice and tazzy. And, like, everything is so close. Like, in Melbourne, like, you have to go so far to go to different places. But, like, yeah. in Launceston, everything's just small, compact city. And you can just go anywhere and take, like, no time. And just, like, <laughs> I love my school so much. I love school. Mm-hmm. 
I loved everything about Lunch Person. I reckon just the favorite thing is probably like just my friends that I made and like just like just how the tight knit the community was. Yeah. I reckon this was awesome. Absolutely awesome. I'd love to ask you, uh, in high schools, obviously, like, there's a lot of, like, cliques in high school. Oh, yeah. You've got, like, jocks, you got, like, stoners, yeah. you got, like, um, oh, yeah. nerds, etc. What what clique did you form? See, this is an awesome question. To be, <laughs> see, it was going to sound arrogant, but, like, I feel like I fell into, like, the, the jock the jock thing. Like, the oh, jock you're thing. a jock. But, like, this is rare. I wasn't this, the typical, like, rom-com jock where they're just an asshole. <laughs> I, I, I was... Like, you know, like, how usually in the movies, uh, like, the asshole jock and his nice friend. Yeah, yeah. I was just a nice friend who just played sport. That's what I was. Right, okay. Yeah. So, you, did, yeah. you didn't you didn't bully the nerds for their no. lunch money or anything like I that? I embraced them. They're my <laughs> friends. <laughs> uh, what, what did you play in high school? Do you, um, just football or? Uh, no, I played, I played a bit of everything. So, see, at our school, you had to play three sports. Three? Like rule. Whoa. Yeah, so, in the, in the like, start of the year, summer, I played cricket. Yep. And I was so bad. I was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible. And then um, in the winter, I played soccer, which was decent. At, and then um, like the last term, I played basketball. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, I played club basketball and club soccer growing up, which is pretty cool. I'd love to ask you this question as well. In a Freaky Friday situation where you woke up in someone else's body, who would you like to be for a day and have them inhabit your body? Oh, so, okay. Let me get deep into this question. So, okay, if okay. I... If they have it my body, they just wake up and be like, whoa, and then do something like what they want to do in just my body? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool. <sighs> oh, and it can be anyone. It could be anyone in the world. Oh, man. It'd probably have to be... Well, seeing as we're in a pandemic and like no one's doing anything, it'd have to be not anyone from Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> it'd probably have to be... I reckon like a big DJ. It'd have to be like... Oh man, it'll be mole grab. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is living. He's he's living the craziest life right now. Like I'm watching his stories, and he's going ham. At the he's moment. skating. He's gigging. He's doing everything. First right thing I'll do, literally, is I'd wake up, go on the Steel City email, demos. That's so smart. <laughs> And then, yeah, and I'll, I'll get like a heap of Steel City merch and ship it to my address in Melbourne. Yes. And then um, what else I do? I'll obviously DJ as him, see what that's like. Of course. And then as, as evil as it sounds, I look at all his projects, sadly. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe send them in a, in a little Dropbox link to you yeah. as well. Oh, I'll get, oh, this is evil. But I'll get his unreleased music and send it all to myself and just play it out loud. Yo! <laughs> Mole grab if you're listening. <laughs> don't let this man in your files. He will. Take I don't know what he do with my body. Though. Like, what's he gonna do with my body? Well, he, I don't know. He might go dunk because <laughs> he probably can't. He's sh- short as fuck, from what I understand. But <laughs> um, thank you for answering that question, Mole Grab. If you are uh, listening in, potentially, you know. See, see if you want to live as Sam Alfred for a day, because he'd most certainly love to live your lifestyle um, <laughs> as well. Um, also, sign him on to Steel City. Um, yes, he absolutely. He's a fantastic producer. I'm sure he's <laughs> about to put out some fucking good-ass techno on the way as well. <laughs> Sam, thank you so, so much for making the time to have a chat with me today. I really do appreciate it. It's actually been quite genuinely one of the more fun chats that I've had on this show I also have to thank you so much because I know that you have listened into some of these as well. And like, oh, absolutely. I, f- I fucking appreciate that. Like, it's all good. This particular EP that you've put out, 
This is exactly what I'm here for in this industry. I don't really give a fuck about like, you know, whether someone is like a big personality or like, you know, whether they are super famous or like, I mean, I care about what they're doing for the community and stuff like that. But what I care more about is the fucking music because that's why we're in this thing. Exactly. It's because we're trying to make music. We're trying to make, we're trying to find good music. We're trying to like play good music. And what you've done right here is the fucking holy grail of any particular musician's career, which is to make a good work of music. And so I know that you don't like it. Um, <laughs> I know that you fucking hate it, but dude, um, I hope Ingrid and Rhino hear this. <laughs> I, I, I think to be honest with you, I think your opinion of that of this particular piece of work is going to change once you play it loud oh. on speakers to a whole gig, club, bar, wherever the fuck you're playing, festival, yeah. and then you just realize like. Oh yeah, this is a fucking heater. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, look, I, <clears throat> I only hope that anything that you do release in the future is going to um, make you smile even more um, than this one currently isn't. Um, I look forward to your techno release. I look forward to the vinyl. I look forward to the other um, house releases as well. Um, God, if you do end up making a liquid DNB um, album, <laughs> that'd be fantastic too. Yeah, it's on the way. It's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm also really stoked to know that you are someone that quite genuinely appreciates life. You appreciate your friends. Um, once lockdown lifts, once yeah. all these geese come back, once everybody can get dancing again, uh, I know that you're going to have the best time. Absolutely. I know that you're going to have the best time. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, now, thank you so much for making this mix. I cannot wait to play this. Uh, is there anything special in there that you'd like to point out uh, before we go in and rinse this thing nah but like i feel like the the music i'm playing this mix just like is what i'm feeling right now and i think it's absolutely like insane like Ooh. i've got some like um numbers in it and like they're like these guys look up to it so much they're just crazy so i'm just keen to share this mix for sure if you could collab with any nam artists who would you collab with <laughs> That's that's a ridiculous question. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, I'm giving five names, yeah? Five yeah, yeah, names. yeah. Go, go, go. All right. No order, obviously. Number five, Pretty Girl. That would be crazy. Of like, course. Imagine, um, number four, Access uh, for Kids, obviously. Like, oh, that guy's a goat. of course. Yes. Um, three, DJ Life. Like, he's, oh. he's insane. He's so good. Um, who else? Um, Suki, obviously. Of course. <laughs> um, and then the last artist would probably be, um, who's the last artist? You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Ryan Berkeley, bro. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Because uh, that's one I think could happen. And I don't know, I feel like our genre, like our styles mixing together would be something cool. Hell yeah. So yeah. Well, look, Pretty Girl, Cassettes for Kids, DJ Life, Suki, Ryan Berkeley, if you're all listening in right now, <laughs> Sam Alfred wants a piece of you. Like, uh, come in contact and get into his DMs and start making some goddamn music with him because he makes some really good shit. Um, have, I thank you uh, for putting this mix together. Sorry. I think uh, uh, a lot of people are going to really appreciate it, especially during these lockdown vibes that we have going on right now. Um, I hope you've had fun during this interview. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. In this one thing I'm going to say at the end of this interview is... Yes. Spires, you will never beat me in FIFA ever again in your entire life. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Wait, what's his yeah, name? His Sam, but he's called by his last name, Spires. Spires, <laughs> you piece of shit. Listen to <laughs> You'll never beat Sam at fucking FIFA. You're that useless. He's been immortalized, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, uh, let's head into this fucking awesome mix. Uh, thank you so much once again. You've been listening to Spinning Around with Hyla Minogue on Area 3000, playing Sam Alfred right now. <laughs>